You're listening to the Techpedition Podcast, episode number 98, Shooting Devastator's Balls. Hello and welcome to the Techpedition Podcast. I'm the host, Sergio. Hey, this is James. Hi, everyone. This is Clarence. Hey, it is July 1st. Not July 1st, July 7th. July 7th, 2011. Uh, This is the 98th episode that we're doing. Oh, man. Back on the saddle. <laughs> we're, get, we're getting so close, you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So close to the big, big three digits. How's it feel? That's pretty good. So, so is there anything else special for, for 98? 98? Uh, it's, it's the year I graduated high school. <laughs> hey, there we go. We'll go with that. <laughs> there we go. Oh, man. <laughs> Just dated myself right there. <laughs> See, that, that doesn't make me feel so bad because I was in '95. So, oh, wow, I feel young. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> I was I was 2001. So, uh, but we have news to talk about. We also have some 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 stuff that we are watching and stuff that we're playing. Uh, but we have a lot of news. So, James, I'm gonna let you go first. All right. So. Uh, SNK's uh, Seminole Fighter, King of Fighters, is coming to the iPhone. Yeah, I hear everybody being all happy <laughs> about that. Yay. <laughs> uh, you're a fighting game, dude. Is King of Fighters really the King of Fighters? Um, Honestly, I never was really got into King of Fighters just because... For the most part, you know, where we were in Mississippi, you didn't really get a chance to play too much of SNK stuff, unless, of course, it was uh, Samurai Showdown 1 or 2, maybe some Fatal Fury or Art of Fighting. Um, but King of Fighters just has always had such a huge roster, and the way they did their uh, movesets were just completely different than what you're used to. So for a lot of people in our area, it was kind of hard to get into and i never quite did yeah i think the okay. only i think the only king of fighters i played is uh 2000 is a king of fighters 2000 and that was, it was pretty decent but uh as far as this being on an iphone uh i i just can't get with any button intensive game being on the iphone because it's just i mean I, I i bought street fighter for the iphone it's just like it was okay but you know you need buttons it's the nature of the yeah. game. <laughs> well, I mean, there are companies that have released little sticky things that fit on. Oh yeah. The uh, on the screen, whatnot. But still, it's just like. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's still just very odd, you know. It's like, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say it in that voice? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, so is this? What's the name of this going to be? Just King of uh, Fighters I. King of Fighters I. That is um, That's dumb. <laughs> the I is for iPhone. iOS. Uh, uh, that, who, who, who publishes that? Is that, is that a, Konami, a, a Konami joint? Uh, no, it's SNK Playmore. They oh, still that's right. have, that's right. have it. That's yeah, they, I mean, they, they, they gave up on the Neo Geo, but they still make those games. Because King of Fighters has such a huge fan base in Japan... Like all the other games, just normally have died, but that one, that one's not. So, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, what? Let's see. What else you have? All right. Uh, we have a new Burnout game coming out. Woohoo! Download for PSN and Live, but it is a bit different than any Burnout <laughs> you've played, to say the least. <laughs> oh no! Yes, it is a top-down. So if you remember, like the original GTAs. Yeah. It's kind of like that, except you don't get out of the car. Uh, <laughs> you know what this looks like? This looks like off-road. Yeah. From, like, the, the SNES. Yeah. Now, uh, but now they, they're saying it's, like, part pinball, part game show. Mm. How it is. <laughs> uh, for, for the Xbox, it is going to have uh, a mode for Kinect support. As, a, as, quote, EA touts a game mode designed exclusively for Connect, in which te- two teams can use gestural controls to crash and burn in a party battle. 
Okay, I'm going yeah. on. I'm going to say this is going to be a fail. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to say it's going to be a fail because it, it's. Dude, come on, dude. This, it, they should have named it, something else. They shouldn't have named the burnout. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. But it, it's being developed by Criterion, right? Yeah. So I guess it makes sense that they use that name. Yeah. But my, my, my issue here is it looks like, I don't know if you played, remember that free game that they released for Doritos two years ago? <laughs> Dash of Destruction? No, I don't. I don't it was on 360. Yeah, it, that, this looks just like Dash of Destruction, and that game was only okay. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about this one. It, if it's 10 bucks, it's worth it. If it's well, any it, more than 10 bucks, maybe a bit much. Well, it's definitely one of those things that it, it's a party game. You know, that's, that's what it is. So if the party game aspect of it works, then it'll work. Otherwise, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's a revival of a game series that I've really been looking forward to. Uh, Blood Ring, if anybody remembers, came out for the... First one came out on the Xbox and the PS2. Second one, PS2. And the second one came out, I believe the 360 was out at the time. Uh, and we have had, unfortunately, you bull got hold of the movie rights and just <laughs> run that to the ground. <laughs> but Blood Ring is coming back out as a downloadable game for PSN and Live with a decidedly different look. No longer is it going to be uh, 3D. It's a 2D game. What? With a very stylish look. Yeah. It's going to be a 2D hack and slash and platformer. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. This game's gonna suck. Why is that? Uh, well, because it's Majesco. Majesco's barely a video game company anymore. Okay, that and, one I can get you. Yeah, th- this one. I, I I just what this looks like is Majesco looking at their portfolio and going, "Oh shit, we own the Blood Rain name. We need to make a Blood Rain game. That'll pay some of our bills." Well, Blood Rain has been um, more of a cult hit than anything else. Yeah. So it's like I enjoyed it. Like I got the first one when it came out because I was just interested in it, and it was just a lot of fun. The second one changed a lot of different things up a bit. Still was fun, uh, but this one is also taking a different route in the fact. In the first two, especially in the second one, played up the sexiness of the Blood Rain character. This one. Other, you know, the design and like the idle animation, they took away all of that. This is just straight up, uh, just hack and slash. And from what I've seen so far, it's like a 2D style system, like uh, Devil May Cry. That's how they're gonna have it set up. It looks like an anime version of Castlevania, a Castlevania game to me for some reason. Yeah. Well, you know what? That that's what came to my mind as well. That's exactly what I was thinking. Hmm, maybe Personally. interesting, but I don't know about this one. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Hmm. People love some 2D slashers. Oh, yeah, they do. Um, and the PSN Club is going to be able to get hold of one. Uh, you guys might remember a year and a half, two years ago. Has it been a little bit longer than that? Uh, Castlevania Harmony of Despair is finally coming to PSN. Yeah, it didn't have been that long. It was last year sometime. Okay, yeah. Now, I've heard uh, the game's a lot of fun, but there's not really any story to it, because basically you just get to pick whatever your favorite 2D character was from any of the 2D games, from Symphony of the Night until, uh, what was the last one? Uh, (laughs) No clue. I I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, so it's going to come, and actually you can sit, uh, it will have something over the others in the fact that you can actually sit on your couch and co-op it from your couch, whereas uh, on the Xbox you couldn't. It was only online online co-op for it. So that was a little bit of an extra there, which is nice. Yeah, a lot a lot of games are are touting their couch co-op abilities these days. Apparently, yeah. people complain I, enough that they're bringing it back. Couch co-op for when PSN is down. Well, you know, people can have friends, <laughs> right? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with couch co-op. Except when you have, like, four people trying to do a first-person shooter on a, one screen, you know. <clears throat> yeah, if it's a small screen, that's not going to work. But it, it, it's just so interesting that I, I've heard, like, four games the past month. It's like, we, we you can do couch co-op, huh? Huh? What? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. It's just that. Uh, but it's good that it's finally coming to PSN, you know, because I know I know you like those games and that's what you have, so you'll be able to play it now. Yep, just maybe you know I have some friends I can play. Well, you know what, I got the my stepsons be something that we, I can play with them, so that'd be good. But you could still play online, right? Yeah, it's still gonna have the online yeah. part too. Well then, yeah. Either way, you're good. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of Sony. Speaking of PlayStation, Sony has confirmed that they will they will have an online pass starting with Resistance Three. Uh, and I'm I'm sure you you guys are familiar with the online pass that is currently in place uh, with EA, where if you buy the game new, you get to play online. If you buy it used, you have to pay ten bucks to play online. You know, for the most part, really, I don't have a problem with the online pass. It's just that when it first got implemented, there was a lot of people that had problems pop up where their pass didn't work. And when they contacted EA about it, EA was like, well, you can spend 10 bucks and play online. And, uh, yeah. you know, basically just saying, well, I'm sorry, but you're just going to have to pay because you're obviously lying to us. And I I do do think this is kind of needed with with PlayStation because like on the Xbox side, anybody playing online has is paying a monthly sus- subscription. You know, you 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 out the pocket already. PSN things are free, so this is the only way they can really recoup their server costs. Um. Well, yeah. that's the well, that's the thing though on where Sony's different than Xbox because on live Microsoft handles the servers, right? Well, on Sony, the publishers have to do it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, in this case, Sony is the publisher. Yeah, so. So are they only doing this for their games, They uh, their first-party games, or are they doing it, extending this to other games? Uh, well, this is this is the first game that they've implemented it on, but I'm sure it's going to be coming to other first-party games like Twisted Metal and Uncharted. Yeah. Well, as long as they don't have it to where they have two different passes you got to buy if it's a third-party developer, because then that's just going to be bullshit. <laughs> no, I, like, I, I, they're going to keep their hands off, let's say, um, what's it called, EA or Ubisoft. or They're, alre- they're already implementing things to, to, to try to push new game sales. I don't see them adding something on top of that. That would just be more prohibitive than than what's necessary. Oh yeah. But I, I it should be noted that hey, don't buy resistance used if you want to play online. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's one of those I, I wasn't going to buy used anyway because I've played both the first two brand new, so and their online was always really fun. Yeah, I I, I really like Resistance Three and. Now I'm probably going to play it online, but I I hear that this one is going back to the roots of the series and taking a lot of stuff from the first game, which is my favorite of the two. Of the two so. Yeah. Well, I, I got to admit, I did miss the uh, the split-screen co-op in the second one. I mean, the two had it, but it was only for... Uh, like, a, it had a special co-op campaign. So... Yeah, and I wasn't a fan of that campaign at all. At all. Not really, no. It wasn't yeah. that much fun. Yeah. All right. But you know what else is on PS3? Netflix. Uh, yeah, boldly go. Uh, did I just say that? <laughs> uh, so uh, as as of uh, July the 1st, uh, Netflix now has acquired the Star Trek library. So you can see pretty much every series... Um, ever made with the exception of Deep Space Nine which I don't know why they didn't include that 
But yeah, every every other series, uh, go watch. It's on Netflix. Seven ninety nine. Yeah, it's a almost month. to the point of what what's not on Netflix now. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a lot of stuff not it, on Netflix. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. I mean, it's it's just like I was telling the guys a minute ago. Uh, Ten years ago, I bought Voyager, the Voyager season one uh, DVD set. It had cost me one hundred and nine bucks. Ouch! And now it's free on Netflix. Yeah. Well, it's, it was te- te- technically it's infinity dollars. <laughs> since you know, since you have to keep paying it to watch it, but yeah, but I pay like a hundred bucks a year now. I mean, <laughs> not even a hundred a year. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's if you're a Star Trek fan, go check it out. I just watched the first episode of Star Trek ever made that I've never seen before, where it's Captain Chris, was Captain Pike instead of Captain Kirk. Oh, <laughs> oh, you mean the uh, the the original pilot? Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty weird oh, seeing wow. seeing. Send another uh, captain, but yeah, I mean, it's it's Star Trek. Go check it out. Awesome. And in other news, uh, you can officially well, there will be coming soon an upgrade for your Connect sensor. Uh, you might be saying, "Wow, what an upgrade for your Connect sensor? How can that be?" Well, uh, the good old folks over at Nyco. Um, they have a, a, a connect clip-on zoom device. And what this thing does is it um, alters the throw distance of uh, that the sensor reads. So uh, it greatly uh, decreases the amount of space you need to actually use connect, um, supposedly anyway. So, you know, instead of having to completely rearrange your living room, you'll just only have to moderately rearrange it now and uh, to get your connect on. So um, that means also if you have, you're stuck and you have just a small apartment or dorm room, you can use it finally. Definitely, definitely. And it, for the low, low price of uh, $29.99. So, well, I don't know about okay, low. that. I don't know about low, low. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, relatively to the connect sensor, it's low. <laughs> Yeah, C- coming out of E3, there you know, of course all the websites out there have have best of E3 awards and and this I actually saw up for a couple of hardware awards. Of course it lost cuz it was going against like the Wii U, but yeah, and I, but just that it was nominated. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And I wouldn't doubt like that that Microsoft would eventually license this technology from them and just put it in there because I mean the the better it is out the box, this is more accessible to everybody. So Probably in the Connect 2 or Connect 360 or whatever they call it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, I did mention the Wii U, so I guess I'll move on to my topic. Uh, so the Wii U will have 3D support. Wii U have you? Huh? The Wii U. Say it Wii fast. U, Say it fast. The Wii U will have 3D support. Okay, you did it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Nintendo doesn't really care that they're putting 3D support into it, because because they're saying the, the the news topic is Nintendo begrudgingly acknowledges Wii U 3D support, uh, basically because they, they want to they don't want to be that like they were with the Wii, where it was like why aren't you high defin definition like we don't need it. Well, this time around they're like fine, fine, we'll do 3D, but it's not that big a deal. Yeah, and it's like, why would they even want to tout uh, 3D on their console when they have their handheld console, which is their 3D platform? And and, and also, there's the barrier to 3D, which, I mean, I'm supposing you have to have the right TV for this to work. So, I mean, I, I can see why they just look over it and not really acknowledge it, because it's not out the box like the 3DS is. Yeah. It's so so weird that you know such a stark contrast to Sony that it's on every box. Yeah, I mean, hey, 3D. Hey, yeah, 3D. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing about Sony is, I mean, they tout their 3D, but you gotta buy our Sony 3D TV to go along with it. So I mean, it's it's always a catch, you know. Well, you don't have to buy the Sony 3D. You just gotta have a, a good 3D TV. Yeah, true, but I mean, th- but you still have to buy something else. Is basically what I'm saying. That's, that's still a big. Note. It's like, oh, by the way, dollars, please. 
Well, I got to admit, um, I was in, it's called Future Shop up here, and it's basically their version of Best Buy, which it's always right across from Best Buy. Uh, we was walking through there, and I came across a Panasonic 3D TV that actually had just like the movie 3D glass, the movie theater. And whatever it is, they as the little demo, it was a game. It actually looked really good, and I sat there for a little bit just to see. And cross eye or nothing. So was, it was actually a 3D that made me go, okay, now I'm interested. Was it glasses or not? Uh, not I, as of last week, I. No, I mean, you had to have glasses, but I mean, you didn't have to have like the $150 glasses. It was like you could grab some of the glasses from the movie theater. Instead of recycling them, you just keep them. Okay, it uses a non-active. What is the passive shutter glasses, which is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but as as of last week, I swore off going to 3D movies, so I don't see me jumping onto the 3D TV bandwagon anytime soon. Oh, no, I guess we'll be getting added to the movie rundown later. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've got one more piece of information. Well, one more piece of news. And well, speaking of 3D. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so Resident Evil: The Mercenaries 3D is out, and somehow it got all the way to market without Capcom an- announcing that, hey, you can only have one save file on this uh, on on this cart, and by and one save file, it. you can't delete it. Yeah. Huh? Huh? I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> like you buy the game. You start your game, you save your game, and it's read-only. Once you save it, it can't be reset. Wow, major fail. Yeah. Also, you can't really uh, start from the beginning completely. So you can't... Yeah. And w- this this is on s- the PlayStation? No, this is no, on not- the uh, uh, 3DS. Uh, it's... <laughs> See, I have a problem. I think any game that's on a 3DS should, should have 3DS in the title instead of just 3D. It's, it's, it gets on my nerves. It really gets on my nerves. But but anyway. Um, that's what gets on your nerves? I, I mean... Of, of this news story, that's what you're going to hang up but on. You, but you don't know what, what console is on. I mean... But but anyway. But anyway. So... so I, Aren't I, I? I thought that save files saved onto the uh, 3DS itself. They don't. They still no. save on the console. They 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 save on the the the, the game card. Wow. Yeah. I I did not know they did that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Capcom did this to try to cut in on that you sale market. Uh, well, it was it was it's their way of trying to have a a deterrent against it. <laughs> so they create single use games. <laughs> one yeah. one game save that you can't overwrite any they this this is kind of bad. <laughs> Disposable 3DS games. <laughs> this this is the most mind-blowing piece of like anti-piracy or anti anything that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, see, to me, that just comes across as hugely gamer-unfriendly. Anti-consumer. There we go. Anti-consumer. Okay, I want to make sure I'm clear here. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so you can only have one game save that you use for to progress through the game with. Or, or once you save one time, it's that's the only save you can have. But you can't save again over top on top of that save. Correct. The first one or the second one? <laughs> You can only like, you can only save one time and that's it. You can't overwrite your save. Oh no no, it, it it overwrites the save, but you can't delete it like you can just like a normal profile. Uh-huh. So just start a new game and save again. What's the big you, deal? You, you, no, you, you can't. can't. You can't. Like you, when when you turn on that game it says create save file and you're like Joe Bob's save file. Well, when you're done playing the game, you go to play it again and it's like you have to play Joe Bob's save file. Oh, yeah, oh, man. yeah. That's I guess I'm guessing they didn't think that one through. 
No, they did. It, it's straight up to keep uh, them from ha- even having the chance to sell it used. Okay, if you're going to do because this, make the game $10. That's that's the solution for this. If that, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, luckily, they, they they fixed it by making a game no one wants to play. <laughs> So, oh. so, so that burn. that will fix itself. Burn, yeah. burn, burn. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, uh, GameStop actually has it set up to where their employees have to tell people that, you know, when you buy this game used, you can't overwrite somebody else's save file. There's save files on there, so I'm I'm sure that's the rules. That's not what's going to happen. Guarantee it. No, they have to because I actually yeah. went into a, a GameStop just to see, and they had to. That that's right because the super they're, they're, the managers are always standing right over their shoulder, going, "Do your job right, do your yeah. job right." I mean, not only that, you can't even enjoy the experience for yourself again. That's just crazy. I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 yeah. Oh, I love that. that news is fantastic. I mean, I guess they could Let's, they could ultimately release a patch or something that allows you to restart the game from the first level. I mean, that would fix it, but uh, but that would be a, that'd be a pain on the 3ds. Mm. <laughs> well, let's move on to oh, oh, I lost the page. What we're watching, James? You watched a pretty big movie. Yeah, I watched uh, Transformers: Dark of the Moon in spoiler 3D. alerts. Dark Dark Side of the Moon. Dark of the Moon. Spoiler alert. Okay, dark sorry. of the Moon. Yeah, dark. it's not Dark Side. It's Dark, dark of. Dark Siders of the Moon? <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> well, first off, uh, for everybody that feels that Michael Bay has raped your childhood, I'm sorry, but I have enjoyed the movies. And if you enjoyed the first two, this one's even better. <laughs> Hands down. Wow. I, I don't know how to digest that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so so is it is it better in that it's a better movie or it's more like the ones that have already existed? It's a better movie. Like it, there's more of the one. Like they they keep building on what's come before, but it, it's a better movie. Like, it okay. had better writing, better uh, character development than what was going on in the others. Okay, okay. I, I can get on board with that. Now, the the only way they explain Megan Fox not being there is just like, well, he she dumped Sam. But she must have done it, like, right after she was like, oh, I love you, because <laughs> this thing picks up. He's getting a medal. Uh, well, it, it flashbacks where he gets a medal from President Obama for his part in helping everything. But uh, he's basically three months, three or four months graduated from the, his Ivy League school, and he's looking for work. So it's, you know, part of that, him trying to deal with. Well, that's like uh, not right. That's like four yeah, years it's, later. He's just going to college on the last one. So, I mean, that's a bit of bit of time. Okay, yeah. Well, but the thing is, well, the thing is, though, when he gets the medal, it's probably like a month or two after you know, the whole uh, shooting of Devastator's balls. <laughs> yeah, so, it's like, so, so is that going to be the universal, like, <laughs> reference? Like, t- 15 years from now, when the second you know, trilogy is over, it's like, oh, yes, that was around the time Devastator's balls got blown up. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... No, I mean, well, the character development's better. Also, for all of you fans of the movie, uh, the original Transformers movie, not only did we get Peter Cullen to come back, Leonard Nimoy is back as a voice. Hmm. Oh, come on. I mean, if you were ever a fan of G1 and the first Transformers movie, which if you're a real geek, you, you, you have to be for the most part, Leonard Nimoy coming back in. Yeah, I, I've never seen the first Transformers movie, but I I, I watched the series extensively. Uh, the thing is, the thing about Transformers, it, people, we hold in high regard, but if you go back and look, that show isn't great. It's at cheesy. All. It, it isn't great at uh, all. So I mean, it is an '80s TV show. But yeah, yeah. basically, and, and the main problem I have with the last movie is 
is I mean, aside from its uh, stuff like shooting Devastator's balls off, uh, <laughs> it was just like long and drawn out. And uh, it was a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> well, he mu- Well, it, this one wasn't as drawn out. I mean, really, it's not. It, it, it clips along pretty good. Yeah, that's good for starters. I mean, because for the demographic that it's supposed to be marketed for, I mean, it should be straight to the point and, you know, a lot of action without the long, drawn-out scenes, which were rampant in the in the, in the last movie. And the, the unnecessary comedic oh, one-liners. You talking about the little black, the little black robots? The, the, the black <laughs> robots. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the black wheelie. Dude. The mom. Oh god. No, the mom. Oh god, the mom. Oh no, not mom and dad are still in. Uh, uh, wheelie's still there. Although there's another little guy that's with him. Mm. For for comic relief. But I mean, this movie has uh, Michael Dempsey in it. Is it Michael Dempsey? Whatever. Patrick no Patrick Dempsey, uh guy that's on uh Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. And John Malkovich has a role in it too. Hmm. How do you how do you get a real actor to actually play in that movie? <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm saying John Malkovich is a real actor. Uh, I don't know, but I mean he plays like a Weird out kind of John Malkovich character that he's known for playing, but uh, the movie—I don't know. To me, I really enjoyed the movie. I'm looking forward to being able to to buy it on Blu-ray when it comes out because it looked fantastic. I was kind of iffy about going to watch it on 3D, but uh, my wife's friends uh wanted to take us because they wanted to go to the movies it's like well we don't really have a whole any money at the moment and it's like well, our treat we got you okay okay question in can- they wanted to go see in, in canada are the movies in canadian hey you mean <laughs> in english it, it was a yes joke. it was a joke yeah uh, so um uh, one more thing i had did, did the movie like wrap up to like a conclusion or does it seem like they made it for another to to have the possibility of another sequel because i saw shia Bluff on the at the russian premiere and so it's it and someone asked him a question would you do another transformers movie and he was like uh we, we made it for three of those and, and i'll sign over three so that's all i'm doing i'm done so i mean do you, do you think uh spoiler alert <laughs> okay you ready i was ready wait spoiler alert they kill off every fucking Decepticon in this movie. Wow. <laughs> Optimus Prime beheads and splits Megatron's skull off of his body. Megatron is dead. I've heard those words before. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. I mean... Are, are, you, are you done now? Because I, I took my headset off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We'll, we'll kill the spoilers. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> But but if you had Transformers you missed seeing, they're there. Like Shockwave's back. You actually see Soundwave on the ground. Uh, yeah. I, so, I see. I love that you're name dropping all these that I have no idea who they are. Unless Shockwave is a radio, I'm not in. I'm through. No, he was the, he was the other uh, pistol one. He was a much more futuristic laser pistol Transformer, whereas Megatron in the original G1 transformed into the Luger. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I watched an older movie uh, j- just a couple days ago, and I don't know if either of you have seen it. It's, it's called the, Pre- the Prestige. Yes, I've seen it. It is a Christopher Nolan movie. Yes. And it is amazing. Hmm. Amazing. And I don't say that because I'm a huge... You know, Christopher Nolan fan. I just happen to be a huge Christopher Nolan fan. It's a movie about magicians. I don't like magicians. I I don't like the idea of some dude standing in front of me doing tricks. <laughs> I don't think anyone like that. But like this makes magicians interesting. It, it's set. It, it's a period piece set in, I believe, like the twenties or the thirties. Mm-hmm. Uh... Or is it before that? It's before that. It's in the late 1800s. A late 1800s, whatever. It's 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 a period piece, and 
it's built around the idea of the magician being a star because no one knows how he does what he does and the the world that is built there is is really strong and then Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale play two magicians who are competing because one of them I, I don't want to spoil, spoil anything because it's 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 just a really good movie one thing it proves is that Hugh Jackman is a way better actor than Christian Bale. Um, yes. That, that's saying a lot right there. <laughs> yeah, like, I, when, when I think Hugh Jackman, I think, oh, Wolverine. But no, apparently the dude, dude's a good actor. Because Christian hey, Bale he, is, like, known for being, like, what, what is he, a character actor or whatever? He, he like, really gets into his roles, and I, I don't know. I've never seen him in anything where I thought he did bad in, so... Well, I'm not saying he was bad, but Hugh Jackman outacts him. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but but if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's on Netflix streaming. No, is it? No, it isn't. I just no, it isn't. No, it's not. Ah, oh, darn. You're actually gonna have to pop a disc to watch this thing. Yeah. Add it to the queue already. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but it it just cements my 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 thoughts that Chris Nolan is this generation's. Uh, I want to say Steven Spielberg, but his movies are more interesting than Steven Spielberg's movies. I would almost say he – I mean it's not fully the same genre, but the Alfred Hitchcock of our generation. Because Alfred Hitchcock had very smart, intriguing, and to the left make you think kind of movies that were fun to watch. But if you sit down and look at the details and nuances, you're just like, damn. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can say – yeah, I will agree. Chris Nolan is the new Hitchcock. But moving on, uh, that's what we're watching. Uh, what are we playing? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let Clarence go first. Uh, what have I been playing? Uh, yeah, so I have my Windows Phone 7 device, my Samsung Focus, and as of late, they've been coming out with a, a slew of some pretty decent titles. Um as you may know, or you may have uh, talked last week about uh, Angry Birds came to Windows Phone 7. And also, this game has been there for a while. It's called GeoDefense. Now, uh, GeoDefense is a basically a tower defense game that the, it looks a lot like uh, Geometry Wars, if you've ever played that. It's sort of shows like the grid layout and the sharp colors and lines that you would see in something like Geometry Wars. And the game runs beautifully on uh, my my phone, on one of the phone seven device. And yeah, uh, if you're into tower defense games, uh, I think this is a real gem, and you would love it. And once more, getting achievements on my phone is awesome. I'll, I'll never, <laughs> <laughs> I'll never grow tired of that. But yeah, um, really good game. There's not a whole lot to say if. It's, it's pretty much just your standard tower defense fair with the Geometry Wars look and feel. So if you're into that stuff, I would definitely give it a try. Cool. Yeah. Also, I've been playing uh, Sonic. I, I played the Sonic Generations demo uh, that I think it recently came out on Xbox Live. Yeah. Uh, so Sonic Generations is supposed to be a... Not necessarily a remake. Well, I guess it is sort of a remake to where you're supposed to go through these different eras of Sonic's um, existence. Uh, Just say from the the, the very first Sonic game to all up through the years to what we have now. And you're supposed to be able to relive these uh, worlds in, in a slightly different experience. Uh, so on the Xbox Live demo, they uh, allow you to play Emerald Hill, Emerald Hill Zone from the original Sonic game. And at first glance, it looks a lot like the original level, mm-hmm. but it's, it's all in a two and a half D uh, rendering. And it, it looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. And the thing that they do here that, re- that really nails the point is that they keep the the speed of the game consistent this is something to me that they've been lacking on the sunday games as of late uh the games just aren't as fast as they used to be but with this one like i say it gives it has a sort of a two and a half d look 
and it is still just as fast as any Sonic game you've ever played. And you know, at first, at first glance, you would think it's just like um, sort of a straight line type across the board, like the original game. But they do some cool tricks in this game to where um, in some parts of the level, he kind of like curves. So the 3D world kind of curves and you go like like going around a tree. Just for an example, like it, the the world like spins around to give give the game a little bit more depth instead of him just going like in a straight plane across the board. Uh, they did that with um, Sonic Rivals on PSP. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That then that that really made that game stand out. So yeah. I'm glad they they're they're using that. Yeah, they do it here in. Uh, I wish they would allow you to play another generation besides just the first generation to get a little more feel of how the game's going to actually be as a whole. But I mean, as far as the first level, they really nailed it. It it feels just like Sonic felt how many years ago was it? And it, it, it is fast, and um, I'm just kind of glad to see Sonic kind of get back on their their feet their feet right here. Um, I don't know if any other people have been reviewing the game or anything, or even if it's available for review, but I mean, my initial impressions from this demo is that if they, if the rest of the game is consistent as its first level, it's going to be pretty good. And unless they're being true to the franchise and going through the whole thing, and the first three levels are awesome, the fourth <laughs> level seems tacked on, and then everything else after that is, you know, just one shitty level after another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the thing here, I think they have a, the distinct advantage of being able to take the best out of each game and not just, you know, design like they did in the past, design the first four, three or four levels like to be awesome and the rest to be crap. But they have the advantage here looking at the best of each game from over the years and implementing that into this one game, one uh, solid game, which I think they uh, could really do a good job with. So I'm, I'm kind of anxious for this one. Awesome. Uh, I, I'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid again. <laughs> but I hope it turns out well. The real question is, how many Sunday games can you buy in a lifetime? <laughs> I've already bought too many. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, saw, I almost goes into how many uh, Street Fighter games can you buy in a lifetime? <laughs> that's, that's the other one. <laughs> Or how many Street Fighter Four games can you buy in a lifetime? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. Uh, well, I've been playing another game series that has been going on forever, and is another one. It's like how many Call of Duty games can you buy in a lifetime? Well, I've bought all of them. Oh, a- and Call of Duty World at War is the one that I currently uh, am playing. Or actually, I wrapped it up yesterday. And I did not go into it with very high expectations. <clears throat> it's Treyarch's second uh, World, uh, Call of Duty game. The, the first one being Call of Duty 3, and Call of Duty 3 was not good. Uh, but this one is a lot better. Uh, it's, it's, it is a World War II game, so don't expect it to be anything too, too you know, out of the ordinary. But instead of being played in Germany exclusively, like most of them are. This one explores the Pacific Theater. Uh, You fight a lot of Japanese dudes. There's a lot of Japanese dudes coming at you going bonsai, which I think is (laughs) hilarious. Oh, man. Get really offensive at the same time, because they're like, bonsai! And they they run at you with their... their, uh, What are those things called? On the end of the guns, they're... Bayonets? Bayonets, yes. Why did I... Why can't I think of that? Um... Is, is that what they're called? Because I used to just call them knives. Yeah, they're bayonets. <laughs> that's, the, that's the word I was looking for. Um, but it, it, like, it starts out very slow and very hard. Like The first few levels are so dark that it's hard to really see. But by the time you get to the end of the game, you're really invested in killing these people. Which is what you want out of a first-person shooter. And it's not, you know, it's not, not any longer than, than, say, seven, eight hours max. But I felt that it is a really good way to say we're done making World War II games. <laughs> Hopefully. Thank goodness. They they are. Well, next is Korean and Vietnam. Yay. Well, they Black kinda, Ops they, kinda Black Ops and Vietnam. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, that one was kinda all over the place. But th- this one th- this one I liked because it, it, it's just like it's almost revisiting 
it's like, it's like, hey, remember when we used to make you know World War Two games and they were cool? Well, here's one more. <laughs> so I liked it. Yeah, I'm so glad that era is over. Hopefully for good. <laughs> because I mean, wow, talk about oversaturation of of a time period. <laughs> That's true. Like. I, I agree. World War Two is the war that is interesting, but we do we have the History Channel for that? Uh, yeah, I mean it's almost almost to the point that they can't. I mean, even if they wanted to, like with, of course, the new generations are always always going to know what World War Two is. But I mean, the more time passes, the more and more people get disconnected from that uh, era. So you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but another thing that I found really interesting is one of the main characters that that, that is your, basically your guiding officer in this game is uh, Sergeant Reznov, and I recognized that name because he's a major factor in Call of Duty Black Ops. Wow! Oh yeah, yeah. So 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 they actually went back to uh, Trey Archer's like we have this Reznov guy. We have this Russian-centered story in Black Ops. Let's weave him into it. So, did they use the same character in, in Black Ops? Was he like older, or did they just rehash the same exact character, put him in a different time period? No, it's the same character. I mean, the same continuality, like he's older in Black Ops and stuff like that. Or well, a, a lot of the stuff you're doing in Black Ops is flashback. Ah, ah, okay. So, so he, he sure he's aged, but it's not you know thirty four years. It's after the war, ten years. That's, so it's not much. That's pretty interesting. I, I wish they would do, do that more in games that aren't really related, but they could have tie-ins like that. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought that was really cool. Uh, but that's yeah, yeah, that's what we're playing. We only have one more topic, guys. Wind it down. Deals, Deals of, of the week. <laughs> that's right. Did you guys plan that? <laughs> no. no, we didn't. Wow. That's one of those cool things that just pops up at times because we're awesome. That's right. Uh, that's what she said. <laughs> uh, Steam. Yeah, everyone knows Steam always has a lot of great, great sales going on. This summer they're having a huge sale where basically different products are popping up every day at steeply discounted prices. prices. And apparently they have some weird achievement system built in to get another stuff cheap. I, I haven't even gone into that. I just know that they have a lot of cheap stuff on the website right now, or on, you know, on the service. Uh, today sales are on Street Fighter Four, Lara Croft, and the Guardian of Light Audio Surf. You can get Audio Surf for a dollar fifty. Wow. Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light right now is three dollars and seventy four cents. And some stuff is still overpriced, like Dead Rising Two for nineteen dollars. <laughs> that's true <laughs> uh, let's see Quake Quake you can get for 250 which I know it's really really old but 250 but well, why not yeah you probably I mean, don't Quake it's, anymore it's like that iPhone or, or mobile app impulse purchase price I mean if it, anything under two a dollar or two I mean if you're just gonna buy it <laughs> well yeah. see, see Quake I can understand because uh, Quake and Quake 2 are still considered part of the seminal first-person shooters that really got everybody into it and the huge online, the the tournaments and the competitiveness, you know, and you, like, you still have people that play that competitively. So. so what you're saying is it has video game historical relevance. Historical and relevance today. I wouldn't say relevant. Just because there's people still playing, it doesn't mean it's relevant. But I, w- I would say definitively that, yes, it, it does have historical relevance in, in the pantheon of video games, though. That's a good thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, also, they have a lot of pa- like publisher packs on sale. You can get, <clears throat> say, the Valve Complete Pack, which has 24 different games for 50 bucks. Oh, wow. Command & Conquer 4 is 4 bucks. Yeah, the the uh, Telltale games, uh, seventeen different games, fifty bucks. That includes Back to the Future, Bone, uh, Hector, Badge, Carnage, uh, Poker Night, Puzzle Agent, Sam and Max, 
seasons one and two. It just crazy amounts of stuff. <laughs> Cheap. Got a little valve, man. Yeah. But then again, it's stuff that's been out for a while, so it's it's a good idea to do that because it's like a big, huge push to get people to buy and get a little more money, which is understandable. But, you know, it, it's a way to be able to get people into something that maybe they were iffy about trying it to begin with anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this, take the Square Enix pack. It comes with a bunch of old IDOS games. Both Deus Ex games are in there. The new Deus Ex comes out, like, what, next month? Two months from now? It's it's a really good way of picking up something cheap to go study up on it so you'll know what the new game's about. Cool beans. But that'll do it. That That's the podcast, you guys. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been, a, been a good one. Good to be back. It, it is good to be back. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you're settled in Canada because <laughs> I, I like doing these things each week, James. Well, I, I got to tell you what, uh, I have missed, like you don't know how much I really did miss uh, hopping on to these things because my wife uh, looked at me last week. She's like, you know, I'm really happy because I could tell you were just down because I know that was your, one of your main one things during the week that you really look forward to. And I was like, yeah, it is. I was right. sad. <laughs> And I, and, well, I, we're, we're, and I thought you were going to say that you missed uh, actually pouring the milk, pouring milk from a carton, uh, or you know. <laughs> I miss my milk jugs. Because <laughs> now you're now you have bags, sacks. Uh, the bags are just weird. Milk sacks. Go Canada. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I was just going to say, well, the podcast is over, so you can go back to your milk jugs if you want. <laughs> <laughs> you can, I can't. <laughs> I'm kind of stuck a while. Oh, man. All right, well, hey, follow us on Twitter. Uh, like us on Facebook. Go to the website, techpedition.com. Uh, watch our videos on YouTube. What Am I, am I missing anything? Uh, our RSS feed. Check out another podcast, Rarely Breached. That's right. Uh, episode very, very 2 quick. coming soon. I don't know when, but it will be happening. Very, very quick. Uh, give us questions. We want to. We want your input. What more do you want us to see? Do you want us to focus more on something? Let us know. Very, very quick. Yes. I, I, we would love to have questions. So you can send, send us questions at fans.techedition.com or visit our website, and there'll be a little email us link thing, and we can walk through there. But until next week, for Clarence and James, I'm Sergio. Have a great Techpeditious week. Very, very quick. 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 Go south. Very, very quick. Go south. I can't, I can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty.